everyone. Thanks for listening in on today's episode of As Yourself, a podcast where we give people who have stories a platform to share them so that you can feel encouraged and empowered to take whatever next step God is calling you to. Hello and welcome back to, this is the the actual first real episode of the Still Nameless podcast. I don't have a name for it. I'm so honored though. <laughs> so honored to be here. We're here with Macy Trotoagus, who happens to be my favorite person in the entire world. Wow. And I want to start crying, but I'm not going to because oh that's gosh. weird on my first episode <laughs> of my podcast. But she is my best friend and Ditto. we've been best friends for almost four years now. And yeah. um, we've been inseparable basically since the day we met. So mm-hmm. she's my favorite <laughs> person ever. It was that's obvious so to choose her to make her the first person on my mm. podcast. But also she just has an incredible life, an incredible story, an incredible hope to share um, with all of you. And I feel like you're going to be really encouraged. But before we get to Thank all you, of Lucy. that stuff, yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to do fire rounds. Like we're going to do rapid questions. Love it. And I'm just going to ask you these questions really, really fast. I'm and whatever comes to the top of your mind, okay. just say it. <laughs> and don't judge me. Even, <laughs> even if it's dumb or silly, like this is just fun. And it's whatever Got whatever it. you think of first. Okay. Okay. Are you Let's ready? Do I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I'm ready. All right. You can only eat one fast food meal for the rest of your life. What is it? For the rest of my life. <laughs> every day. Every day, every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I had to choose a cheeseburger, like a Whataburger cheeseburger, fries, Dr. Pepper. It doesn't matter. I'm dying in five years anyway if I eat that. <laughs> if you eat that every day, you're dying in yeah. five years. A hundred percent. So it doesn't matter. Okay, at least you're honest. Okay, dream city to live in. Go. Uh, Paris. If you could have dinner with one celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? Taylor Swift. <laughs> Not even a joke. I mean, she who would else would I pick? enchanted to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your Starbucks order? Oh, you ruined me. She I know, I'm ruined like, I already me. know the answer to this, but I just want you to say it to So me. I used to be like iced coffee, regular easy, girl, easy. easy, and now I'm all bougie <laughs> and have, I'll have an Oops. iced triple espresso uh, when I was pregnant, half decaf, two pumps of vanilla with cream. There it is. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie. I can't pick. I don't know. Okay. Top two. Uh... Favorite, I like don't first have thing that comes to your head. La La Land. Oh, oh, so good. That is such a good one. I know. But That's the such thing a good is, answer. I don't, I've only seen it like twice. But still. I Like if I have a favorite movie, it's not, like I don't <clears throat> keep watching them over and over. Yeah. Uh, what song would you sing at karaoke? Um, <laughs> I have to do one that I would just go all out. Oh, absolutely. Like, Perform. My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. <laughs> From the Titanic. I really want to sing it I now. I kind of want to see that. I want to, let's I go would, to karaoke. I will do it. Okay, favorite boy band? NSYNC. Okay, if you could join a current or past music group, who would it oh, be? Oh, Neon Noah. <laughs> if you don't know, that's like my brother, my brother's old band. Lacey has a really talented brother. Um, actually, all of her siblings are very talented. The whole, their whole family yeah talent across the board all of them can sing or do something and they're amazing but she has a really talented brother his name's connor mckenzie he actually wrote the intro and the outro to this podcast follow your music look him up on spotify Mm -hmm. but he used to have a band gosh i could go into this oh yeah he used to have a band called neon noah and that's how i met macy (laughs) that's how i met connor that's how i think about it that's just neon noah ran my life it if Neon Noah did not exist, we would not be sitting here. We would not be sitting here. We would not know each other. I don't think they know that. Maybe Connor does. I just feel like Anyway, Neon that Noah was his old know. band, and I always, like, 
wanted to be a part, of, be it. A part of it secretly <laughs> okay last question if uh what what's one song that never gets old hands down dashboard confessional dashboard confessional i mean it's classic so tell me a little bit about you and then just tell us like a little bit about your job too okay yeah 28 which is weird i still feel like i'm 22 my husband mason we met in high school high school sweethearts and i'm one of the worship pastors at hope fellowship okay so sidebar her husband mason if i had a myspace i just want to say if i had a myspace my top eight it would be i better be before him one of those fake jesus accounts because we know he's but jesus is our number one heart checked and then number two it would be macy and then number three it would be mason her husband he's literally my favorite person one of my favorite people of all time. Okay, so what is, how, well, how long have you been a worship pastor at Hope? And then what is your favorite thing about being a worship pastor at Hope? So a worship pastor since I was 24, so four years. Um, but before that, I was on staff for two years. Okay. As admin, then worship director, then worship pastor. Okay. Uh, what was the second question? Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> thing about being a worship pastor? Man, uh, I was talking to one of my volunteers this weekend about he was reading scripture and just kind of challenging the congregation and he was talking about like how he was nervous because he said you know who am I to to speak this like to have the opportunity to speak over this many people and encourage them and I I think it's easy when we're like in the routine of things to just think oh this is my job this is what I do but like wow that God has entrusted me to carry to be an ambassador of his presence and Mm. to set the tone and to lead, to be an example of what it means to worship the Lord and to inspire others to like want that kind of relationship or want to that intimacy with the Lord. I think above all else, like more than like talent or desire, like it's intimacy with Jesus that I want people to see and want people to like Mm. long for when I worship. Um, So that's my favorite thing. Well, thank you for telling us that. I feel like that encourages so many people. So um, the reason I brought Macy on the show and the reason I wanted her to be my very first guest was because Macy has an incredible story that it just needs to be out in the world. Like people just need to be able to go and press play and listen to what God (laughs) has brought you from, Mm -hmm. what God did in your life in the last year. Um. I'm going to try not to cry. It's not going to work. Oh, I'm going to try I'm not like, to. I know yeah. we're like, but um, so thank you for this opportunity <laughs> and for trusting me to do it. Seriously. I, I think it's going to be really amazing. I think people need, um, are going to need the hope that you're going to offer them. So, mm-hmm. okay. So do you remember the first time that you found out you were pregnant? Um, where were you? How did you tell Mason? What was the feeling? Oh my gosh. Take us back. Yeah. So I guess this was... 2017 uh it was in september either the yeah the beginning of october i think and so basically we had been married for uh four and a half years at that point almost five and we had just decided like okay if it happens and we have and we get pregnant it's okay like i think once you get to that point it's all downhill because <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we had just talked about that. Went to Europe uh, yeah. on like a two week vacation. It was incredible. Um, came back from Europe 
And a couple weeks later, um, after we, I'm serious, we had like just decided, oh, maybe, you know. And then I got pregnant like first, you know, a month, that month. Uh, And so I had kind of, I was, I don't know how detailed uh, we want to go. Go all out. But uh, I missed my cycle and I was pretty like, I was usually early or on time. And I just kind of had a feeling. But at the same time, you're like, I can't. Like, I can't, especially, you know, your first time, you're like, I cannot be pregnant. There's no way. Um, Sure enough, took a test. was positive. I was unbelievably freaking out. Like, just couldn't even, like, move. And you just don't think it's possible until it happens to you. You're like, I don't know. Uh, So, and Mason, actually, he... I had just told him I think okay. I am and like yeah. we just kind of experienced yeah. it together like he That's was waiting awesome, outside yeah. the door he's like <laughs> is it positive hello <laughs> oh my gosh I'll never forget that yeah okay um and so I I remember um I remember I was at Target one day um and I remember you uh telling me hey I need to tell you something Mm-hmm. Please pray for me. I can't talk about it right now, but yeah. whenever mm-hmm. I can, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you. I promise. Mm-hmm. And I was just so confused. And I think you already knew like something was going on because I yeah. had missed. I wasn't yeah. at church that night. Yeah. I had missed a few days of yeah. work. And, and we and we talk every yeah. almost every day, mm-hmm. even whenever we're on the weekends because we do work together. But even mm-hmm. on the weekends, we still talk and share nail colors and stuff like that. Of just course, the stuff that's important. Yeah. Um. But uh, I just remember thinking something was wrong and you just saying I can't talk about it right now but when I can I'll mm-hmm. tell you and so um if you could just I know that this is really painful but if you mm-hmm. could just walk us through um what happened next yeah. for you so um we got super excited and after like the shock of everything we were just unbelievably excited and on both sides uh there were no kids so I'm the oldest he's the oldest so uh, we decided to tell our families, did this like, not elaborate, but just, I mean, surprise them. And yeah. they were floored, like so surprised. Yeah. Everybody was crying. It was so special and sweet and something I'll still never forget. Um, and then a few weeks later, I started spotting and I already had my first doctor's appointment scheduled it was like your eight to ten week first like sonogram yeah and I had that scheduled and it on I think Wednesday and this was a Tuesday so I was trying not to at that at this point like like nothing my mom had four healthy pregnancies like nothing ever was wrong on his side my side like we just had never I didn't even like think of anything but positive right thoughts right and so I was like, oh, this is like, I was looking up online, like this is normal. Right. And then uh, we went into the doctor's office. I was like kind of telling her what was going on and um, kind of describing it. And she looked a little bit concerned and I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, And so we we went into the room to get our sonogram done and she was, um, you know, moving the thing around, trying to find uh, the baby, found the baby. Um, And she just said, I don't have good news. 
today. Like I just, she said that and then it's literally all I remember. Like I, it's like yeah. you just freeze in yeah. time and you just, it's like you're watching that happen to someone else. Right. And she said, you can't find a heartbeat. And I was like, you try again, you know, like you're, I think you're wrong. Like yeah. this was just so happy for us. Like once we decided like, or found out we were having it, you're just kind of like, okay, we're all in, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, and so it was just like so unreal and I just fell apart and just like, it was, man, I just will like, I remember what I was wearing. I remember how we, everyone was sitting. I just, it's like imprinted in my mind and yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. that was how we found out and yeah, that was the first time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, um, In that, in in those next few moments, those next few days, what, and just be as honest, mm-hmm. what did you feel? Were you angry? Were yeah. you frustrated? Were you just? I mean, I can't. I cannot imagine the mm-hmm. deep sadness that comes with that. Mm-hmm. But can I you, couldn't either. I didn't yeah. even. It miscarriage is something that you hear about all the time, and it's like one in four women go through. Yeah. Um, and so you just kind of, I, before I had been through this, I, I just had no idea the depth of pain that it was. I was like, I, I don't know. And so I was so shocked by how deeply I already felt for this human life Yeah. at nine weeks. Um, I just felt so attached already. And then once yeah. you know that it's gone, it's just like, a part of you even though it was only that short time like yeah. a part of you is like missing and that um you'll just never know yeah. that baby and it's just right. such a weird bizarre feeling um I felt angry I just you felt like it's a tease like God honestly I felt like God was giving me this gift and it was just like just kidding you know yeah. take it Absolutely. taking it away yeah. and I was angry I was just depressed to be honest um sad I mean all of it it's just and just shocked I think you just don't you never think that that's going to happen to you that you're going to be the one in four you don't think that way right um and and if you don't mind me asking this um up until this point in your life in your walk with God had you ever experienced that kind of anything in your had anything in your life ever shifted or rocked your world that much at this point not that much yeah no and so, um, if you would mm-hmm. tell us about the second time mm-hmm. that you found out you're pregnant again, and what what did you feel? Mm-hmm. What were what, what what was going on in your head? Yeah. So I think after the first time, uh, we kind of, after a while, um, we picked ourselves back up, and we were like, you know, uh, we were encouraged by the doctor, like, or the doctors, like this, this happens a lot of times. It happens, and. You, like to people's first time and um it's I mean as weird of a word to use it was nor it's normal yeah uh, which is heartbreaking um and no like I just wish nobody ever had to go through it but uh it is it is um more normal than we realize and I think I felt encouraged that okay that was just like a fluke thing and I mean that I was encouraged by other talking to other people who had had miscarriages or had had a miscarriage and so I was like okay and then they you know they had 
a baby or whatever. So, um, but so what, um, when did you find out you're pregnant again? Yeah. So this was in, um, let's see, February of 2018. So I miscarried in November. So pretty quickly after, yeah. um, at that point we were just like, we, we know, like once you, have had the experience of like being pregnant and it's taken away you're like okay before we were like hesitant and now we're like we want a baby like this is the desire of our heart more than anything right so we were trying got pregnant in february which i'm very thankful um for uh which sounds weird um yeah i this time at six weeks went to the doctor because we wanted to do it a little bit earlier yeah heard a heartbeat um which, which was, was something you didn't hear with the last baby yes yeah um it's six or seven weeks uh heard a heartbeat like saw it on the sonogram we just thought everything was good yeah. so um then i went home started spotting again mm. and i was just like you've got to be kidding me you've got to be kidding me and I just knew that I knew what it was I was yeah. like there's no way this is just like randomly happening and so then I went to the doctor again the next week mm-hmm. which was a few days later from when that happened and I saw a heartbeat again for the second time yeah and I was so like everything I was like I knew that we weren't gonna see her we weren't gonna hear a heartbeat and we did yeah so she just was like okay this must just be like you know random spotting that happens yeah and turns out long story short uh it was starting to develop but it was developing really slow and the next time we went back there um there was no heartbeat again which was um maybe even more devastating than the first time absolutely because I in those few weeks just was like very attached the first time you're like okay that just that was a fluke incident and this time you're like oh something like is something wrong (laughs) with me with my body with right I don't know it just was um it's definitely harder for my husband Mason that one felt I think the first one didn't hit him like it hit me yeah the second one we just were so expecting that that was our baby. Right. Ended up, I had a DNC, which is a procedure, because I was further along. And um, I was about 10 weeks. The other yeah. one was about eight weeks. And um, found out that it was a boy. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. just so many things that yeah. we just were so shocking, and it just felt so real. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I just... I can't imagine um, the way that that felt. And in during that time, after the second miscarriage, was there any fight left in you? Was there any hope left? Like, were you, were, I mean, I can't imagine the conversations between you and Mason. It's like, yeah. why, why would we keep trying? Like, should we just give up? Like, was there anything left in you that believed? Was there any fight left? Was there any hope left that you would have a baby? Yeah. Um not really yeah you get broken hearted once and you want to protect yourself you get broken hearted twice 
and you kind of just want to shut down. And I think after the second one, it was like, well, I feel like now I have more of a chance for it to happen again. You know what I mean? Just all right. these things. And, right. Um, at the same time, in the midst of that, I think I do believe I've, I experienced what it was like a mother's love when I got pregnant the first time. Yeah. And when I lost that baby, that love, it kind of transcends anything realistic or right. practical. Right. And so I do think I still had that fight yeah. in me. Absolutely. I know I did, obviously. Yeah. Um, how, how did you know? How did you, where did that belief come from? Where did that hope come from? How did you know? How did you have that belief? I know that this will happen for me. Why was that there? After, after the heartache you experienced, why, was, why do you believe that that was there? Because of Jesus. Yeah. I, I, going through this, I have like, and I know that there have, there is, there have been people that, most people, a lot of people that have gone through way more heartache and way more. So this is just my experience. And so I'm speaking on that, which is, is still significant. Absolutely. Um, going through this, I, more than ever, it just like breaks my heart that people go through tragedy without knowing jesus right and i just don't understand how they get through it yeah um i mean time definitely heals right but the comfort of like the lord has outlined my days yeah he knows he knows and so uh (laughs) There are so many things that happen in our life that we don't understand and we don't wish for ourselves. But like, it's just not about what we want. Yeah. And it's not about what how we think it should happen. It's like, if we believe that he's good and we believe that he cares about the details of our life, but he's also sovereign and he sees the whole picture, not just the the little part that we ha- that we see in front of us right now. Like he sees it all. Um, and so I clung on to that. I just knew yeah. I had the hope of being a mom because he put that love. He gave me, he, at least I knew what that love somewhat could feel like. Right. Um, okay. I'm like, <laughs> no more crying. Yeah. <laughs> no more sad stuff. <laughs> okay. So talk to me about the third time that you found no, out you were pregnant. Cry. I remember See, I got to see you the day that you found out that you're pregnant. You did. I didn't, you didn't know, know you were pregnant. <laughs> that I, just found out. I did not know, but you had just found out before I saw you that day. And I, and let me just say, I remember the joy that you and Mason. I saw her and Mason that day. They were coming to do a photo shoot for my business, and they. I just remember they were dancing. They were dancing together, mm-hmm. and he twirled her around. And I just remember being like, "Wow, they are like so in love." You know, <laughs> I'm like, "I want that." <laughs> and so, tell me, tell me about the third time that you found out you're pregnant and what you felt. Yeah. Um. So, at this point, uh, we had decided to do to get testing done. Uh, you're not supposed. You're apparently not supposed to until you, unless you've gone through three, which is so ridiculous. I'm yeah. Like one is enough. No one yeah. should have to go through that more than once, uh, or at all. Um, but my doctor set us up to get tested yeah. to see if there was any cause, 
And so I had went through a round of testing and I was waiting on results. In that waiting period, found out I was pregnant. And honestly, like, okay, so I found out, um, I, I I knew I was pregnant. I, it happened yeah. two more times. I just kind of like, you know you what know. it feels like. Yeah. And so, uh, but I went to Target and bought a pregnancy test. This one, I did not, like Mason wasn't with me. So I actually like, you okay. know, surprised him yeah. after. Surprised him. Uh, went to Target, got the pregnancy test, found out I was pregnant in the stall, the Target bathroom. And I was just like sitting there. Like that Target is always meant, every time I go, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, Target is just the best anyway. It was already the best. And now it's like, <laughs> now it's like even, even better. Yeah. Um, so then we were going, we were, that we were, I was going to meet up with Mason to drive to Dallas for that photo shoot with yeah. Lacey. And I just lifted up the pregnancy test and he was like, you were kidding. Like on the drive down there, we were just like, at this point, we didn't know if there was anything wrong. And yeah. so it was still like, all right, we're just trusting God. And at this point we were like, okay, we made this decision. Like we were going to continue trying. Yeah. Just remember holding hands the whole way down there. Yeah. Like come what may pretty much like right. let it be right all the cliches but uh like god knows you yeah. know and just kind of trusting that and also at the same time how can you not be yeah. super super scared right. and fearful i mean it happened twice and at this point we didn't know anything yeah. so i was really i was terrified yeah yeah i do need to go back because i found we did find out uh shortly after i found out i was pregnant the next week yeah my test results came back found out I have a blood clotting disorder that happens when I get pregnant um which was scary yeah but it was an answer right like I will never I I can't say enough like how grateful I am to have had an answer um my doctor called with like and she was like so excited to tell me that there was something wrong because yeah. there was a way you know right. there was a method of prevention right um which throughout my pregnancy I had to give myself blood thinners like shots yeah. every day so okay so once you so you got past the one month mark <coughs> and then you got past the two month mark mm -hmm. then you got past the three month mark mm -hmm. and you're thinking what you're thinking are you anxious are you excited what was the most prevalent feeling so I did feel different than my other two um I did feel like being on the blood thinners like knowing that I was helping the baby and like that that, that there was a, a, a reason and that there was something I could actually control yeah <laughs> um I don't know if that's a healthy way to look at it but that's how I felt I yeah. did feel like it was different at the same time I I felt anxious yeah. and I felt nervous yeah the whole time yeah and I remember I remember yeah. you know I remember th this last time that you were pregnant I remember um just walking through that with you and I think I prayed with you probably four million times yeah. um over this baby and I um I remember getting you a um what is that called oh the thing where you can adopt 
Doppler. Yeah, Doppler. Is it's that right? I think so. <laughs> I got I got her. Um, a ha- it was a hand me down from one of my friends, but um, it was a Doppler where she could go at any time and mm-hmm. hear the baby's heartbeat. Yeah, that was. And amazing. getting her that it was just to ease that yeah. that that having to wait week by week to go and hear the heartbeat. Yeah. Um, it just relieved that anxiety it a little really bit, did. so she could be able to. And I remember like the first time I got to hear the baby's heartbeat. I mean, there's just like literally probably i mean nothing Nothing you know other than hearing my own one Mm -hmm. day but hearing her heartbeat i mean was probably the best day of my life (laughs) and i I just i gave it away because i said hearing her heartbeat but what was it like (laughs) when you found out the gender of your baby (laughs) Um, unreal to this day one of the best like moments of my life yeah so during your pregnancy, during the length of your pregnancy, nine months, um, what encouraged you? Like, what kept you hopeful? What was there a scripture or a song or um, pe- something that someone told you? Like, what kept you hopeful in the moments of doubt? What kept you hopeful? It's hard to pinpoint one thing. Yeah. On the, like, it just feels like it kind of seems like a blur. Yeah. Um. So when I was going through the first two miscarriages, I just remember how different worship felt to me. Like, I don't know if you've ever been through, like felt so much pain. And like, the one thing I think that pain does for us is make us realize our need for Jesus. Yeah. And make us depend on him. Mm -hmm. Like we don't depend on him, depend on him when we aren't suffering. Um, I remember the song, Great Are You Lord. Yeah. Uh, I like how after I went through that the second time we I it was like one of the next few weeks we were singing that and I just like broke down off stage because we sing you give life yeah you are love yeah you bring light to the darkness yeah. and you can't sing that the same right. after you've been through right loss or suffering you yeah. just can't yeah. and so so like I remember that song um, as I was going through my third one, that song, the song, uh, do it again. Yeah. I've seen you move the mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again. Like just focusing my heart and my mind on just hope yeah. and belief yeah. and having faith and, and praying for faith even when I didn't have my own faith. Yeah. So we get to have this happy ending. I'm so excited about this next part. Mm -hmm. So on a lighter note, (laughs) um, what was it like when you found out? Oh, my gosh. I just can't. The excitement that's inside of me right now talking about this. It's so happy. I can feel. I remember it. What what did you feel like when you found out you're going into labor? Terrified. But... Oh, my gosh. So I was was supposed to be... So I was a high-risk pregnancy the whole time. So we're down to, like... 37 weeks okay and I'm supposed to be induced at 38 weeks and I'm at my like at this point you have to go every single week to just make sure the baby is growing appropriately and I was at my 37 week appointment and basically long story short they just said they're like her fluid levels were a little bit low and they're like at this point she is like considered full term so it's healthier for her to come out now than for her to stay in and us risk anything. So let's just do it. Oh my so basically, you're gonna go to the hospital tonight and you'll, you'll go to the hospital today, you'll have her tonight. And you're gonna have this baby. I was like 
what? sweaty. <laughs> I was like so gross looking. Like I was like, wait, I thought I had this one last weekend with my husband. I thought that I was gonna like look cute yeah. going into labor. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, I go in. She said, uh, my doctor calls me, and of course, she's in Colorado. It's spring break. Um, so oh no. the one who had been with me through all my miscarriages, like everything, like the one I needed. Yeah. Um, she was like, I'm coming back on Wednesday, though, so you're going to go to the hospital and be monitored for two days. And then when I come back Wednesday, I will um, we'll have this baby. Didn't know that that was going to be so brutal. I was like hooked up to machines for two oh days. Goodness. Couldn't move. It was so horrible. Bad. Anyway, I'm going off. Um, but being, I was so I, I had time in the hospital just yeah. chilling. Yeah. Like Lacey came and like curled my hair, like painted my nails so that I looked somewhat decent. Mm-hmm. It, was it was true friendship. That was a fun time. Oh, I'll never forget. How, what was it like to hold your daughter? The very first time. What was it like the moment you saw her? The mo- I'm crying. I've been mm. crying this whole time. It's fine. What was it like the moment you saw her? What was it like when Mason saw her? When you, when both of you held her for the first time? What was, I mean, what, what do you even feel at that yeah. point? So I was very, like I said, I was hopeful the whole time while feeling anxious and scared. But if I'm really, really honest, like, I don't think I really believed that it was going to happen. Yeah. I think you're just kind of, like, waiting for it to, like, fall apart. Right. Once you've just been through loss. And so I I promise it was not until she was out that I believed that it was going to happen for me. Right. And for us. So, and so seeing her was like it's so weird like a relief like the biggest relief yeah. you could ever feel yeah of just like all of this time all of this pain all of this heartache all of this all these shots all like everything yeah. like I'm looking at my prize yeah. I'm looking at my reward um yeah. and it was overwhelming like the faithfulness of God like yeah. Like I just I, all I it was like a spiritual moment but after that like when we held her it was just like like literally a a literal representation of God's faithfulness and yeah. how he just knew the whole time yeah. and looking back I still will never understand why I yeah. still don't I it's not like I am like oh I'm glad I went through that yeah. um the I just feel like if the only way to understand is if maybe someone has been through a miscarriage before and then had a baby on the other side. There's, yeah. It's a weird feeling to think if I hadn't have been through this, I wouldn't have her. Yeah. But also still be grieved by that loss. Right. You know? And you wrote a song. You released an EP and you wrote a song on there called You Will Not Forsake yeah. the Ones You yeah. Love. And you actually wrote that song for a, f- a friend of yours that experienced... Uh, a health issue. A health issue. Mm-hmm. But in that in that song, there's this the line in the bridge that says, you are faithful and you will always be. Mm-hmm. And I just remember um, your pregnancy announcement and having that sign that said, you are faithful and you will always be. It was like I wrote that song for someone else's heartache. Heartache. Yeah. And didn't know how much I was going to be the one who needed it. Yeah. 
And it's crazy the way that God yeah. did that. So, but um, it was such a man, like full circle moment of yeah. just like, God, you don't miss a thing. Like you, yeah. you see me and like, you knew that this was my daughter. Like yeah. she was, she was on earth. The one meant for me. Yeah. And so what did you name her? Lucy girl. And she says she named her Lucy because it means light, but I think it's because Lucy is one letter away from Lacey. But all that to say, Lucy is the best gift of all time. And all time. God was faithful from the beginning. And yeah. so I want to, I want to, I want to close out by asking you one question. If you um, could say one thing to someone listening right now um, or watching right now who has experienced this before and is trying for a baby or somebody who's right in the middle of maybe their first miscarriage or their second or their third or their fourth what what would you encourage them with what would you say to them first of all I want to say that I'm just so sorry that you have to go through that and that there's honestly nothing I can say to make anybody feel better because when you're in that place and when you, especially if you're in the middle of it, um, I'm just so sorry. I also want to say that, um, that you're not alone, that as isolating and as lonely and difficult as it seems right now, that you are just, you're not alone because, um, you're not the only one who has, who has experienced this. And you're not alone because there's someone that sees you and that cares, even though he feels far and even though you might be angry at him and even though like it just like sucks so much right now, or maybe you're scared to continue further. Um, kind of just like what I talked about earlier, that there's just a whole picture that we don't see. Yeah. And to allow yourself, don't let this rob you of the joy that's waiting for you it's so okay to be upset and it's so okay to to grieve and it's actually that's so healthy um but can i just encourage you to put one foot in front of the other and that it's worth it on the other side however that looks in your story yeah there is a joy waiting for you and I just believe that I really really do and I don't know what each individual story looks like but I know there is joy waiting for you to cling on to that hope and to not do this alone yeah. like find someone or people that have been through this before don't let don't try to do this in your own power and your own you know get people around you who can who have who understand yeah. and who can walk with you through this well thank you so much macy and um i just love you and i love Mm. lucy and so much and i'm so thankful that you um just had the courage to share with the world and um i the world act like this is viral like (laughs) (laughs) people in spain are listening but i'm i I am proud of you you do have a lot of courage and Mm. a lot of bravery because to revisit that pain is really difficult there's just so much power in freedom and vulnerability so um no matter what we go through and I know it's hard but to choose to to be vulnerable yeah I feel like it's just always it's I've never regretted it I've never been yeah never wished I didn't well I know that I appreciate it and I know that a lot of other people listening will also appreciate just you being vulnerable and brave I want to close this out and ask you if you um would mind praying for um yeah 
the people listening who are in the middle of any kind of grief or suffering, but especially specifically um, miscarriages and um, loss Mm -hmm. um, in that way. And if you would just pray for um, the hope and the healing that is to come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I just, I come to you right now um, unable to, even though I've been through pain and loss, like every story, every situation is different. And I come to you with just unable to understand or fathom what anybody listening is going through right now but knowing that you do and that you see them right where they're at you know them by name you know every detail of their life you formed them in their mother's room god and that and you have you know their days and so god i just ask that through pain and through disappointment and through frustration or whatever it might be god that we would trust you that we would look to you for hope when it's easier to look for to other things and doctors and die like reports or whatever god i pray that we would find our hope in you and that um god that you would bring comfort and peace that only you can bring that you would when they feel like they just can't even make it one more step god that you would just be their daily bread their minute by minute bread god that they need um i thank you that you have been that for me that i've seen your faithfulness and i i believe um that you'll do it again and i believe in your faithfulness for anybody listening to this who just needs to know that you're with them that you haven't left them or forsaken them and um, that you would just continue to be their strength that they would just find purpose in you they they would find that you would use the pain that they've gone through um for good and not for evil god i thank you that your plans are good and that we just trust in that today um we just we give you all the glory for everything that we go through in our life every victory every failure every sin every heartache god we um we want our lives to be used for your glory and may this just be another one of those in jesus name amen Amen. Amen. Well, um, thank you, Macy. And I do encourage everybody listening to um, listen to her song, You Will Not Forsake the Ones You Love. If you're in the middle of this, I think that it will really encourage you and meet you where you are. And um, I think that's all we have. So we'll see you next time. Thank you. (laughs)